0: Australia, one of our major art prizes, the Archibald Prize, an extremely prestigious portrait prize, was awarded to Julia Goodman, whose portrait was of singer-songwriter Montaigne, aka Jess Cerro. But what's really interesting here is that her winning work included the use of textiles, collage and embroidery. And that's proving to be just a little bit tricky for some of the art critics to swallow. Why? Well, I suspect because it's challenging the norms of art. Apparently with one critic suggesting that textiles were a current trend that the art world were in love with. Hmm, Textiles and embroidery are considered a trend in the art world. Now, in my opinion, that's a very telling generalization because go back to the 1950s and a very well-known and acclaimed American artist was using everyday objects as art materials in his work, including quilts, which are a layered and stitched textile and textiles and embroidery have an amazing history going back to antiquity and a huge amount of art actually depicts said textiles and embroidery just think of any portrait of Elizabeth I or even her father Henry VIII so what's so different about actually using them? isn't art based on the intention of the artist and if that intention is expressed using textiles and embroidery does that then lessen the impact of the message or the worth of the work I would have thought just the opposite but apparently there is art then there's Textiles and embroidery in their own neat separate little boxes sprinkled with glittering fairy dust and only opened by those who must know little to nothing about art and how to apply it if they practice it with a needle and thread. The Archibald Prize was first awarded in 1921 after the receipt of a bequest from J.F. Archibald, the editor of the well-known Australian newspaper The Bulletin. He died in 1919. This is Australia's top art prize worth $100,000, given to the best portrait of a person distinguished in art, letters, science or politics. Coveted, dreamed of and aspired to by many an artist, it's being awarded to an artwork that is now being seen as loaded with precepts of femininity, tradition and expectation, is now refiring that age-old question of textiles and embroidery versus art. Who'd have thought that in 2023 this hackneyed, platitudinous and cliched view of the worth and world of textiles and art would rear its ugly head via this art prize win? well Stitch safari listeners it has so I thought why not run with it and just see where I land research here I come full steam ahead to defend the right of this ancient craft of embroidery worked on an even more ancient craft that of woven textiles that can stand tall and proud alongside the history of oil paints and criticism And for all the critics and reviewers out there, textiles and embroidery are crafts that predate painting on either wood or canvas, making it, one would have thought, highly applicable, if not absolutely desirable to be included as an art form. Good enough for popes and kings, but undesirable for 21st century art critics. Stay with me Stitch Safari listeners, this might be a bit of a bumpy ride. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari Podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Cathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. So, from 949 entries, a near record, Julia Goodman was selected as one of the 57 finalists, then announced as the 13th female winner of the 2023 Archibald Prize, with her winning portrait of Jessica Ciro, the first time the subject has been a female musician. It's also the first time in its 110 year long history that there's been more female finalists than male. And I'm only relating these figures because comments been made about uh, associating the embroidery in Goodman's artwork with women. A fact that dismisses the value and acknowledgement of men throughout history in helping to create a professional world in which embroidery not only grew but flourished. The artwork titled Head in the Sky, Feet on the Ground was a unanimous decision, apparently. Goodman is considered a multidisciplinary artist who reuses found textiles, a process very much in line with the values of today to create painted patchworks that consolidate personal and collective histories, exploring the themes of femininity, intimacy and memory. Goodman herself says this, I thought it was a beautiful way to capture Jess who is queer and dresses in this way that plays with gender. It's a soft angular pose, but there's an in-betweenness to it. And it is a tender portrait. This young musician is just trying to make her way in a very tough competitive business. And according to Michael Brand, Art Gallery of New South Wales director, we see an intimacy and vulnerability that is truly compelling. Goodman told AAP in a recent interview, there's something beautiful about making something monumental from everyday relationships and while creating her artworks Goodman is also stitching together a tale about herself as well as all artists do we are a reflection of those who are close to us And that's perfectly represented by her use of pre-loved textiles such as an old apron Goodman used to wear as an art teacher as well as an old pair of jeans and a woolen blanket lovingly, lovingly stitched onto the giant canvas. But she's by no means the first artist to use textiles and stitching in art. Well-known American artist Robert Rosenberg, 1925 to 2008, predated and anticipated the pop art movement with his early works and and was quoted as saying painting relates to both art and life and that he wanted to work in the gap between the two. The exact space one would say that Goodman inhabits. He used the term combines to describe his work because they incorporated everyday objects as art materials, blurring the distinctions between painting and sculpture, giving these items a prominence equal to that of traditional painting materials. One of his works from 1955, simply titled Bed, incorporated oil and pencil on a pillow, quilt and sheet on wood supports. This is one of his first combines where found objects, in this case a pillow sheet and quilt from his own bed, became the canvas. Rosenberg was considered by many to be one of the most influential American artists due to his radical blending of materials and methods with a career that spanned over six decades. Misha Ketchell, writing for The Conversation, suggests that until recently, Goodman's portrait would probably not have been hung, let alone won the Archibald Prize. So what is that actually saying? That because textiles and embroidery have been included with oil painting, that this invalidates its worth as a winner? Again, look back to Robert Rosenberg, a hugely successful and influential artist. Entries for most of the last century, Ketchell claims, were dominated by portraits accurately described as pale, male, and stale. You know, the sort of portraits showing darkly suited men or ever so serious academic powerhouses, upright, conservative, and ever so slightly pretentious. That then moved on to women in jeans and now to non-conformist oils with so-called maverick embroidery and collage of female musicians. But it's not maverick at all. There's at least one precedent. Have people forgotten their art history? So, all eyes are now trained on the judges and according to J.F. Archibald's will at will they must all be trustees of the art gallery of new south wales and only two of the trustees are practicing artists president of the trustees david gonsky announced the winners noting that particular consideration had been given to the views of the two artist trustees tony albert and caroline rothwell It's also worth noting that the trustees as a whole have endorsed the expansion of the definitions of what a painting may be. And, it sounds like, about time. Now this is where it gets interesting. Tony Albert is a contemporary Australian artist who works using a range of mediums including paint, photography and mixed media. He has a fascination for Kitsch Aboriginalia that engages with political, historical and cultural Aboriginal history. His work is frenetic, colourful and detailed. Carolyn Rothwell works mainly with sculpture. Her work is conceptual and thought-provoking, working within the themes of nature and industrialization, including materials such as PVC, stainless steel and plywood. Both are highly skilled artists, well able to critique artwork, one would have thought. These artists believe me know their stuff but what I find truly interesting is that I believe there's a parallel between their work and that of the work of Robert Rosenberg. Now, the subject of the award uh, Archibald winning portrait, Jess, is apparently quite famous on Twitch. Most of her fans are teenagers and Goodman wanted to convey a sense of interior and exterior spaces, alluding to her online persona and introverted personality, playing on the duality of what's public and what's private. Now, that's a very interesting and tricky concept to try and convey. But when the imagery is explained, it makes perfect sense. The pose of the portrait mimics Egon Scheel's work from 1917, Seated Woman with Bent Knees, a painting of his wife that subverted conventional representations of femininity at that time. And having seen an image of the artwork, I'm sure it did. The subject's pensive pose reflects a figure that's distorted, yet is angular, soft, representational uh, representational and imagined. Goodman goes on to depict the fragmentation of a landscape surrounding a suggested screen, alluding to a computer screen becoming online and offline on one surface. Now that's clever. John MacDonald, writing for the Sydney Morning Herald, notes that this Archibald Prize win is a victory for youth. Really? The 29-year-old artist created an embroidered artwork of a 27-year-old pop star. But it's also the first time ever for an embroidered Archibald winner. It qualified as a painting because the background has been painted rather uh, than the figure, even though a huge patch has been sliced out of the canvas, revealing the wooden stretcher behind. Macdonald believes the New South Wales trustees gave her points for trying something different and that contemporary art is enjoying an ongoing love affair with embroidery. Uh, That doesn't sound very flattering to those who love to create art with a needle and thread, even questioning the unanimous decision idea. It's been suggested that what is significant here is that the Art Gallery of New South Wales is determined to market this as a cutting-edge contemporary event, and so they should, and embroidery and textiles are legitimate art inclusions as they have been for centuries the Archibald Prize is a portrait prize that almost stops the nation here in Australia much like our beloved Melbourne Cup does in horse racing and the announcement is more often than not controversial one year there was even an ensuing court case in the textile, quilting and embroidery world, judging is taken very seriously indeed and the Archibald Prize is no different, I'm sure. Is it worthy? Isn't it worthy? The work was included as a finalist and had the power to draw the, intention, uh, the attention for whatever reason of the two practising artists as well as the remaining trustees. Has Julia's uh, wind done enough to break down the barriers between art and embroidered textiles? I doubt it. According to our very own Australian broadcasting network, the ABC, Julia Goodman's thing is old clothes that she uses to create a sewn tableau, something she describes as painting with fabric, frequently using iconic female muses from ac- across Western art history, but using models her friends, to give them a contemporary and authentic spin. She likes to work with figures and she likes to work big. And for those who think the judges went for the youth factor, think again. It takes Julia months to painstakingly stitch together the pre-loved textiles she uses to construct her large artworks and believe me, working big is never easy And it takes experience to know what you're doing. Goodman lays fabrics out in just the same way as oil paints, beginning with the darker values, then adding in the lighter ones. And while her work is rooted in art history, it's all very much grounded around the relationships of those near and dear to her. For head in the sky, feet on the ground, Goodman roughly stitched together pre-loved fabrics, allowing the stitching process to be on show, modulating values such as the feet using a combination of hessian and patches of gold cloth. A rainbow striped fabric defines her top and the sleeve comes from an apron Goodman wore while teaching art to small children. Trained as a painter Goodman turned to working with textiles in 2016 beginning with soft sculptures then moving on to sewn pictures using both a domestic and industrial sewing machine to construct her artworks. Acclaimed as one of the most interesting voices her work is seen as a bold proclamation of the future of Australian art. But In my opinion, it also has a foot very much steeped in art history. Is it also a bold prediction that textiles will again feature in future submissions for the Archibald Prize? I certainly hope so, but I think there's still a lot of work to be done to retrain determined minds to think of textiles and embroidery as art. Why do we listen to critics? I'm often advising people to go their own way on my weekly blog at kathyjackcopeland.com and it's exactly the same here. Have the confidence to be your own critic. Look what it did for Julia Goodman. And out of all the research I did, all the articles and reviews I read, only one actually bothered to describe the fabrics used the stitching and the use of values to create this conceptual artwork now what does that say I hope this win leads to further entries incorporating the use of textiles and embroidery for the Archibald prize and every other art prize event But more importantly, I hope it helps to break down the barriers that the art world has driven between itself and embroidery because this win is exciting and that it has opened a new trajectory for both these art forms. And surely that's got to be a good thing. So I'm putting a call out to all textile artists who work using embroidery both by hand and machine submit entries to your preferred textile events by all means but don't forget about art-based events as well in fact many such events here in Australia are actually including textiles in their call out for submissions yes there'll be knockbacks but that's part of an artist's life the only way for true acceptance of textiles and embroidery as legitimate art forms is to continually promote them really as textile artists the way forward rests in our hands and as always thank you so much for your time I love having you here and it's truly appreciated tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever Stitch Safari's now reached over 14,000 downloads, and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp Magazine, listed as one of the top shows about embroidery by Repod in 2022, recorded in the top five textile industry podcasts you must follow in 2023 by FeedSpot, and listed globally in the top 10% by Listen Notes. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast because there's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now.